This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the latest word on all the cool things happening at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond from the people who know it best, library nerds. I'm Marty Ackett, Adult Programming Coordinator for Peter White Public Library, and joining me today at the Nerd Poll are everyone's two favorite movie nerds, Amanda Pierce from the Teen Zone and Ben Sargent from Tech Services. Welcome back to the podcast, Amanda and Ben. Thanks for having us, Marty. It's good to be back. I, you know, I know, I, I don't believe you, but we'll see. Um, okay, of course, I'm always excited to be able to talk movies and eat strange cheeses with you guys all the time. They're not um, that strange this time. They're not. Um, the holidays are upon us, and that can mean only one thing. Time for ugly sweaters, eggnog, fruitcake, and Christmas crack. And Oh, and we will be discussing holiday movies. Um, from Will Ferrell to Killer Sloths, stick with me, all will be revealed. But before we get into ho-ho-hoing it up, we have to do one more thing. We have to play another round of Word on the Nerd, the game where I find out a little bit more about my guest nerds. You both know how this goes. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions about yourselves, and you have to answer them for the listeners. So Amanda and Ben, are you ready to play? Word on the Nerd. This is going to be a little game of Would You Rather. I'm going to ask you three Would You Rather questions, and you have to truthfully answer them for the listeners. And all of the questions today have to do with all things holiday music, movies, and food. All right, so here is your first question. Would you rather listen to Kelly Clarkson singing All I Want for Christmas or listen to the great Gonzo singing All I Want for Christmas? So either so either Kelly or Gonzo, Gonzo are covering yeah. all I want for Christmas. Right, covering all I want for Christmas. I mean, we all know Kelly Clarkson's going to do an amazing. Yeah, job. it's Kelly. Okay. But like, part of me would like to hear the Gonzo version. <laughs> yeah, give me both. You want both Gonzo and Kelly? Maybe a duet. That'd be good. Yeah, okay, I, I I know I could live with that. All right. Um, that was an easy one. Okay, Uh-oh. so, um, you know, the questions are going to get possibly a little harder from here, especially for one person. Oh, So, se- second question. Would you rather sit through a musical version of It's a Wonderful Life starring Uh-oh. the cast of the, movie ad- of, the, of the movie adaptation of Cats? That was a solid or cast. Or watch a musical version of It's a Wonderful Life directed by Baz Luhrmann? Oh, <laughs> I'll take the cats. You gonna so, do the cats? The, the the casting was actually really good, and they had a bunch of people who could sing. So the movie version, like the one that yep. was awful, mm-hmm. it had like James Corden in it. Yes, and Judy Dench. But like they them. had people who could sing and dance. Wasn't Derulo in that? Yes, too? he was. Yeah. Okay, I would definitely pick that because I think that okay. could be fun. All right. Um. The Paz Lerman, oh, that would be that would be terrible. Yeah, you don't know that. I don't feel like he can do sentimental. He can't do Frank Capra. 
That's true. That That's would true. be. It would not be. And see, this is going in a total life. different direction than I thought. I thought you were going to choose Baz Luhrmann over the cats thing, but because again, but they're not doing they're not cats. Doing cats. That's true. You're just telling me, would you rather have a, a mm. remake with these people? Okay. Mm-hmm. And probably, if you get a good director, it would probably be pretty good. The Boz Lerman, that's not a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even if Boz Lerman like, puts like popular Christmas songs by popular people in it. Would he have Leo be George Bailey? Probably. Leo could be a good George Bailey. Yeah. I don't think Leo would be a good no, George No, well, Bailey. you know what? I mean, I used to think Tom Hanks, when he was younger, would have been a perfect George Bailey. Yeah, Leo, I just, I don't, I guess I can't buy that he would be, like, down mm. on his luck that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a poor boy in he Titanic. Was. He was. That was a long time ago. A lot's happened since. Yeah, you know, I don't, who, I, I've always thought, you know, of the current actors who could do it. Um, Ryan Reynolds? I don't know. He's, it's just, it's Wonderful Life's not funny, and he excels when he can when do. When he can do mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Do some comedy. Um, like we'll talk about in Spirited. All right. All right. Well, anyway. There we go. These okay. Are easy so far, Marty. Oh, really? Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> Last question, possibly the hardest. Would you rather have to eat a four-course meal of exotic soft cheeses oh, for Christmas dinner <laughs> or have to state for the record that Kelly Clarkson is the real queen of Christmas? <laughs> I'll eat the four cheeses. You're going to eat the four? I would go with the four cheeses too. <laughs> <laughs> ben is stymied here. Um, yeah, you gotta pick though. You can't. You gotta pick one or the other. <laughs> no, you yes. have to. Okay, first off, no, res- no disrespect to Kelly because I, mm. I like her a lot. Yeah, she, she's not the queen of Christmas. No one's ever called her the queen of Christmas. Okay, so I couldn't do that. But like, I don't think I could eat. Four well, course you have meal to do one of or the exotic other. Pick, cheeses. Pick one, one or, or the, the other. other. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could if if we said the exotic cheeses were just from other countries and they would be safe-ish. Pets. That's not what Marty means. No, no, oh. I'm I'm trying, exotic I'm soft cheeses. Terrible, like that cheese <laughs> I saw one time, like on <gasps> TV. It's got the reclet. maggots. Oh no! Oh, that's you gross. want the maggot cheese? I've no. seen the maggot cheese. No, yeah. thank you. We'll get you some raclette that's nice and hot, and you just slice it down on top of the, oh, all the meat okay. and the cheese potato. Kelly Clarkson, Queen of Christmas, <laughs> or four uh, four course dinner of exotic cheeses for Christmas. I don't want to say. You have, you have to. to you got to pick one or the other. Um, I guess. Well, I damn it, Marty! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's went first. That's, that's all right. I can take. I can take that one. I'm not going to bleep that. No, that's no. That's but like PG. he said it first that's before true. me. That's true. Um, I guess the cheese. <gasps> wow. Well, because like that's not true, and I it's, <laughs> the Kelly Clarkson thing's not true. Well, so you're basically maybe saying not like, this would year. you? <laughs> yeah. Would you rather just lie? And you can't lie about. Mariah Carey being Queen of Christmas, you just can't. So. Well, well, Brenda Lee's the Queen of Christmas this year. She, yeah. Well, she is right now. She is the number one spot. Mm-hmm. She's the queen. Anyway, is that how we determine the queen? I, I guess. Because I feel so. like she was Mariah was Queen of Christmas. I, c- I before could, that even hit number one. Well, I could do either one of these. 
Um, so I have no problem calling Kelly Clarkson the Queen of Christmas or eating a four-course meal of exotic cheeses. So I mean, that's what we're having for yeah. lunch on Christmas Day. Is Why the does it board? have to be four courses? That's just excessive. It's so good. That's why. Oh, my God. Let's All talk right. about movies. <laughs> All right. Well, that, we have come to the end of this special holiday edition of Word on the Nerd. With Ben from Tech Services and Amanda from the Teen Zone here at Peter White Public Library. And now the time has come to talk movies. In particular, this episode we are focusing on holiday movies with the exception of one particular title. Um, That's right, it is time to break into the cheeses and share... The Word. So today we are talking about a new list of classic and contemporary holiday movies... Um, and we will see how spirited our conversation gets. So let's talk about food first, right? That's your cue, Manda. Um, <laughs> so we have a little charcuterie board, and mm. one of the cheeses and the meat is from my secret Santa. Not mm-hmm. sure who it was, um, but it was a petite basque. We had a whiskey cheddar and then a truffle uh, goat cheese. This truffle goat cheese is staring at me. I don't <laughs> like it. But it's good. It's really good. And and I brought an artichoke cheese bomb. And this is um, has uh, cream cheese, uh, mozzarella, parmesan, artichoke hearts, red pepper in it, and spinach. And it's all encased in a lovely pastry dough. And it's warm and good and gooey, and Ben is looking at it as he is was looking at the the suspect goat cheese here. So, anyway, that's what we're having today, and it's it's all delicious, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Sure Sounds like is. the meat's good, the cheddar's okay. All right. Did you try the cheddar yet? Not yet. Okay. I want to try that. That's what looks most interesting to me. You know, Let's I can see. just like. No, you don't have to. I'm just going to take a go, little bit of it. It's really good with those crackers. Okay. I don't here know we go. why the truffle is I'm good. I'm taking this. So- Do you want this one and I'll make myself up <laughs> <Get> one? <laughs> <laughs> That's so thoughtful, Marty. Mm-hmm. So thoughtful. Oh, that is really it's good. good. It is good. Mm. I not, we're not going to force them to do it. We nope. aren't. No. There's no fun. We aren't. Okay. <laughs> no, not after the last time. Not after. <laughs> All right. So we are talking Christmas movies. Do we want to do our special gift? Yes. Movie so first? I think we should. First? Yes. I think we should right. definitely Go do ahead. That first. You can introduce it. And... Um, this. So this we were supposed to do last time. Yes. Uh-huh. And I dropped Mar- the ball. Marty dropped the ball. And mm-hmm. we would have done it for the Halloween podcast. Yep. But we all didn't we realize. We didn't realize it was out. out. And then we realized right after we recorded the Halloween one, so we thought we'll throw it in Thanksgiving one. Yep, yep. And then we didn't, and we're like, well, we'll just we have to talk about it, so we'll just do it on the Christmas one then. Mm-hmm. Um, Manda, you introduce <laughs> this. Movie. I have to hang on. It's the as as Ben describes it, it is the Citizen Kane of sloth killer mo- sloth killer movies. sloth movies. So we found this one what. Last year, everyone was sending you the trailer. I for think this. I had like seventeen people. Yep. Send me the trailer. Mm-hmm. So and then my daughter was like, "Oh my god, it's a Karen Sloth, Mom." Well, okay, we didn't say what it was called. But it's called Slother House. Yes, we're going to be talking about the movie Slother House. It is streaming on Hulu right now, mm-hmm. and is about a sloth named Alpha. Yep. Who is adopted slash rescued by this girl. After it had a traumatic upbringing in Costa Rica. I'm Panama. Guess, Panama. And like, it was rescued to bring to America. And then this girl buys it. 
Well, it gets poached by an yeah. illegal like um, yeah. animal dealer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched it. But you do it. see yeah. this killer sloth before he it gets poached. Before she, yeah. Yeah, it, it is it's a on she. a it's it's a she and it's she's hanging on, on the tree. She's hanging on a tree and a crocodile jumps out of the river, grabs it and goes down and then all you see is like blood, right. you know, in the water. And then you see the crocodile like belly, belly up. up. And claw marks right. across the side. And then you see Alpha, the the sloth, like climbing Climb out, out of the water. The water. Yeah. yeah. And then 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 uh, it gets Alpha like gets, trink darted. Right. Yeah. And and gets poached at that point. Yeah. So you know that the sloth is yeah, bad. So news. she's adopted by this girl. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I just feel I gotta defend the sloth. Here. Oh lord. No, we're not. We don't need to. We're not there yet. We're just. Let's give the basic. <laughs> no, no. Just that was self defense because the croc was trying to eat the sloth. That's justified. Okay. The, Isn't it though? The, this is a Michael Myers sloth. Okay, it's just that's what it is. All right, this sloth is a hero. This sloth. All right, is let's a go hero? back. Let's go back to the girl. Did nothing wrong. So the girl is running for sorority president. Yeah, and she decides to adopt this sloth, and like all of a sudden, her her like street cred just goes through the roof. And the entire time you're watching the movie, there's all these like little social media things, which is really interesting because it that's mm-hmm. just part of today's thing. Yeah, and then like. Uh, the one friend's like, no, you need to return it home. And then all That's of That's her sister that I think was, was that, doing. Was it yeah. the sister? No. no it was her it's sorority, her sorority sister. sister. Oh, okay. And so, like, all these things are going on. The sloth is drinking, sitting poolside. And then all of a sudden, it's like the night of the vote. And then the sloth at this point has killed two people by now, I think. Yeah. Killed and, the poacher right away. Yeah, right away. Mm-hmm. And then it's killed a couple of the sorority girls. But it's, like, the one friend who's, like, you need to return it, you need to return it, like, take it home, is in the hospital. And they're all going to vote. And then all of a sudden you see Alpha in a car. Like, you see this sloth speeding all around. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And then goes to the hospital to kill the friend. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're all back at the sorority house. And Alpha comes back and she's, like, she electrocutes a bunch of them in the shower. Yep. Oh, you've missed a whole... Okay. What other plot did I... I it's been she... Some- Goes to murder the girl in the hospital and takes the selfie. Oh, yeah, she yeah. takes the selfie. So the sloth... Okay, Amanda, I found uh, our text from when I okay. watched it, November 13th. I'm just going to read this, okay? Mm. I'm texting Amanda, all right? <laughs> 6.58 p.m. I said, the girl is going to buy a sloth for clout. Because she doesn't... Basically, they keep, like... Look, she doesn't have enough Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. And then the... the um, Girl In, she's running against. The three. girl she's running against, three. yeah, has been um, president for like three years, and um, so I put. I then text the sloth can use a computer. Oh yeah, she's really like. And oh, the sloth is like as smart as a human. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I said the sloth saw the picture of the animal dealer and the girl and got upset. <laughs> the sloth drinks because there's a scene where the sloth is sunbathing and, mm-hmm. like, chugging and chugging beers, beers mm-hmm. out With like on the, a lawn the chair. With the sorority mom. Yeah. Oh, who is drunk the whole movie? The whole movie <laughs> is just gone. I said, I think the sloth got someone run over. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, did the sloth kill someone with a shower poof? Pretty much stuffed a yep down yeah. her throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, the sloth is using apps on the cell phone. Did the sloth just grab car keys? Yes, and then drove to the hospital. And then I said, oh no, the sloth is driving, all caps. And she was fast. And then like, all of a sudden you see the police car behind yep. her. Yeah. And then they get to the car and open the door and there's nothing there. Yep. Like, dude, that sloth I said, is super I said the sloth, is, the sloth is driving like Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. I said, this, 
how can the sloth reach the pedals? It's not clear. <laughs> the sloth is taking selfies. With hashtag killer sloth. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, hashtag last selfie, hashtag killer sloth. <laughs> hashtag should I kill her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and the sloth has an Instagram account that's just killer sloth. Yes. Yep. Um, then I put all caps, the sloth has a gun. Oh, it has, did get a gun. And then I said, I'm 100% on this sloth's side. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and I said, this is the Citizen Kane of killer sloth movies. Mm-hmm. The sloth has a sword. And then I said, I hope this becomes a franchise. <laughs> But it was, but it was like my favorite line in the entire movie is when the boyfriend shows up and like they're all trying to get out of the sorority house and the Mm -hmm. sloth is trying to kill him and he's like, "Oh my god, it's a slother house!" and she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So this movie, you take it with a grain of salt for what it is. The sloth looks really jank, and it's a puppet. There's no CGI, which is awesome. Right. Um, it's not supposed to be serious at all. And if you just are having fun, and I mean. They need to make more of these. I mean, it no, re- they do not need to make it, more. It reminded of these. me, but there's like so said, many possibilities, Marty. Snakes on a plane. It reminded me of snakes on a plane. Yeah. It was so far fetched and so ridiculous. You watched it for what it was. You laughed at Don't it. Don't you think in the second one, the sloth guy has to return home to Panama and like probably kill <laughs> kill like there's going to be like a whole animal like well you get illegal that, animal ring that the sloth's going to dismantle. Well, you get that sort of like postlude thing where it's at in the Amazon mm-hmm. and there's that girl that's taking a picture yeah, with the other t- sloth. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Slotherhouse 2, like the sloth's gonna return back to Panama. Return to the jungle. Return to the, yeah. Yeah, Slotherhouse okay. 2, return to the jungle. Slotherhouse 3. Oh, God. I've thought about this. 3. Slotherhouse oh, 3 <laughs> is gonna be the sloth takes on terrorists. Now, it's gonna be like, because this is, it's gonna turn out to be like, um, like Terminator, where like the first one, the sloth was like kind of the villain. Yeah, Terminator the sloth, was the villain. But yeah. in subsequent movies, not a villain. Arnold's not a villain. Slotherhouse Two is going to be like where Sloth becomes a hero. Slotherhouse Three, it's going to be like the government needs to hire or you know get Alpha to do this job <laughs> that no one else can do. Wow, you put so much mm-hmm. thought into yeah, this. Yeah, and then it's gonna then you can have a bunch. It's going to be like the Expendables. You oh can, my gosh. Right where this is like a like a commando sloth. The sloth is gonna have like a team. Revenge of the sloth. Yeah, the, um, just like all kinds of things the sloth can like do. <laughs> Fight crime. I don't think if I would watch too many more of these. They would I mean, be really it was good. it was entertaining. It was, was entertaining. It was more entertaining than Cocaine Bear, and I fell asleep during. Yeah, Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Bear was was not that good. I, I mean, Cocaine Bear wasn't as good as Slother House. No, I will give you that. That. You know, you're comparing two fairly terrible films. So, um, (laughs) it's Slotherhouse all the way, you know, as to, you know, as to what it, although there were some really funny moments in Cocaine Bear. But, um, um, yeah, it it was a fun movie. I watched it a couple nights, a couple days ago, because I watched it while I was working here doing other stuff. And, um, you know, the sloth was, um, was cute. You know, she was a Karen sloth. That's she was. A, she was like, a Karen she's sloth. She's a Karen sloth, mom. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god. I don't think the sloth was a Karen at all. I think it was like <laughs> the like the presentation of like the phone and mm-hmm. the and the hair and everything. But it was a very. This is our gift. Yeah. I don't know if it's a gift to it um, to the listeners, but if you have a chance and you have Hulu, it's called Slother House. It's on Hulu. It's good for a laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I will say, with all with all seriousness 
and I can say this with full confidence, this is the Citizen Kane of all uh, Killer Sloth movies, hopefully because this is going to be the last of (laughs) the Killer Sloth movies. So there you go, everybody. Check it out. Hulu Slother House. Now that's our Christmas gift to you. There um, you go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, we have to talk about some holiday movies. So how are you going to do this? What order? Are we Let's go, go chronological because yeah. we can end with Spirited, yeah. which okay. I think yeah. um, is really one good one to end with. Yes, and start mm. with a good one. So okay. we did Miracle. five, and so Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, yep. the original. Mm-hmm. Was uh, let's talk about that one, 1947. Right. Um, with uh, Edmund, Edmund Gwynn, who, who won an Oscar for, for playing Santa, Santa Claus. Yes, Natalie Wood, He's Maureen O'Hara, mm-hmm. John Payne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just um, some really great actors. Um, and in my book, probably the best Santa Claus ever on film. I think. Yeah, um, I would have to. I mean. One of the best. He, he killed. Yeah, definitely one of the best. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen this movie all the way through in a num- you know, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great movie. It is a great. It movie. still holds up. Mm-hmm. It does. It's really fun. I love the. I was watching it, and Madison's like, "What are you watching? Why are you watching a black and white movie?" I'm like, "It's a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street." It's- Your whole family is like anti-black well, no, and she white thinks, films. She thinks all movies are in color. Oh. Like we don't watch black and white films at our house very often and so um she was really confused and i explained it she's like oh it's like the one with uh matilda and i'm like that was the remake that was the remake Mm -hmm. but yeah no it was really sweet i just the scene at the beginning where the santa's super drunk i'm just like "Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. mm, small santas (laughs) yeah you know it's always been one of my favorite christmas movies love this movie i've loved it since i was a kid and i mean and actually groundbreaking in a lot of ways uh, Maureen O'Hara plays a divorced mother, mm-hmm. and that yep. hadn't been shown before. Yeah, there was actually, like, <laughs> I read that, like, um, the movie, like, um, whatever, like, the Catholic Church, like, like gave it a bad rating, didn't want people to see it, mm-hmm. just because she was divorced and in a movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, like, it's the first time it happened. And, you know, Maureen O'Hara, who was, I believe, a really staunch Catholic her whole life. Well, she's Irish. She so was, she, Yeah, I'm she was sure from she straight is. from Ireland. And actually, I don't know if you read this, Ben, but she had decided she was going to give up making films. Oh, really? And had traveled back to Ireland, had traveled back to Ireland and was not, like, in the late 1940s. Because she was just, you know, totally disgusted with the kind of movies that she was making and everything. And her agent sent her the script mm-hmm. and said, you have to read this. And she was like, no, I'm not interested in it. I did read that, mm-hmm. like, they had pitched her the movie and she was was like, I don't want to do it. But then she read the script and mm-hmm. was like, wow, this is good. Yeah. It and, was, yeah. And, and she flew back from Ireland and... I, I would say this is the one that kept uh, Maureen O'Hara in the movie business because mm-hmm. she loved this movie so much. Um, so, yeah, it's um, for those of you that don't know yeah, the I was going to say, should we explain yeah. what it is? Talk about the plot, yeah. So there's uh, Santa Claus is in New York City, and it starts on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Um, his Macy's. name is Chris Kringle. Like, his yeah. his Chris name Kringle. is Chris Kringle. And, uh, at the Macy's thing. At the Macy's thing. And um, Maureen O'Hara plays the organizer of um, the, 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 the parade. parade. Yeah. She works for Macy's. And works for Macy's, a big, big high up in the Macy's. Um, uh, organization and um, so uh, it turns out that the Santa Claus that Maureen O'Hara um, hired 
is like completely and totally Three sheets to the wind. He is drunk Santa. And yeah, he, he's Santa. even pulling it out of his bag. Yes. And so um, Edmund Gwynn comes along and he's just outraged because why I, I don't want this drunk man impersonating me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Marine O'Hara talks, her, talks him into putting on the Santa suit and being the Santa in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, um, and the Santa at the store. And the Santa at the store. He's hired to be the Santa at the store. And Maureen O'Hara has this little girl played by Natalie Wood, and uh, who she has brought up into not believing in fairy tales or fantasy. Yeah, or they don't believe like in Santa. Yeah, she doesn't right. believe in Santa. Right. And they have a neighbor who is a lawyer named John. Um, oh, I can't remember. Fred his name. Gailey. Fred Gailey, um, played by John Payne, great great actor, um, and um, he's just. Trying to encourage um, Natalie Wood to use her imagination, believe in you know fairy tales yeah, and stuff. He's like trying that. to get with the mom, right? Well, he is. He's, yeah, he's getting trying he, to get with. The he mom. wants he wants to be with Maureen O'Hara, and so they eventually have Thanksgiving dinner together and everything. But what basically happens is that um, uh, there's a the big the main bad guy in this is a um, is a. Counselor, you, therapist. I don't think he's even a psychologist. So he's not a psychiatrist because they say like you're not even a licensed psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. He works for Macy's and he's the guy who gives intelligence tests yeah. to right. like the new employees. Right. Um, and this dude thinks like, well, because the whole time he's like, I'm the real Santa, guys. Yeah. He always and people says are that. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know. So this dude's insane. Like he's a nice guy, but clearly he's insane. Um, and this this guy thinks that. Um, Chris's Chris Kringle's um, fantasy or whatever belief, he's he's delusional and it's only a matter of time before he becomes violent. Right. And, um, and unfortunately, he does deck the doctor. Well, yeah, but the doctor deserved he, it, and mm-hmm. he exaggerates it too, mm-hmm. like how. Yeah, I mean, he bops him in the head with like an umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't it's like cane. It. it's a cane. His cane, cane, yeah, he doesn't like like. And, and in the face. yeah, and the guy that gets hit like looks over and sees Marino O'Hare in that coming in, and he like. Totally fake. Uh, yeah. 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 And so um, Chris Kringle is using Marino O'Hare and Natalie Wood as a test case. If he can get them to believe in him, mm-hmm. then he says. Yeah. And then, then they get the Christmas. one lawyer's. So then they go to court saying mm-hmm. he's not the real Santa. And then they get the one lawyer's kid to come in. And you're like, yes, he's Santa. And it's Yeah, the like, prosecutor, prosecutor's kid, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he's like, well, I can't tell my kid. Like, can you really ruin Christmas? Mm-hmm. Like. And, like, the judge's family is all mad for hearing the case. Yeah, then... the grandparent, his grandkids won't talk to the judge. Uh-huh. And the judge is up for re-election. And so you have um, uh, Fred Mertz, um, um, oh, what's his name? Ed, Ed, Ed Frawley or whatever, who plays, who plays the campaign manager for the judge. He's like, you yeah. can't take this case. I want to. You can't say, like, Santa doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. Like, because he's like, you're going to get the AFL-CIO on you. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this person. You're going to union. Yeah. And, you know. They're just going to love you. And he's like, the only vote you're going to get is the prosecuting attorney. And the judge, one of my favorite lines, the judge looks at the guy and goes, the prosecuting attorney's a Republican. Yeah. And just walks out of the room. So, I mean, it's just great. And eventually what happens is that um, uh, Santa wins the case. Uh Chris Kringle wins the case because the the people in the post office in New York decide that instead of just putting all of these Santa letters in the dead letter office, they're going to deliver it to Santa Claus down yeah. at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And um, because a recognized governmental um, 
Government agency has recognized Kris Kringle as Santa Claus. The judge rules that I'm not going to overrule what mm-hmm. a fe- branch of the federal government yep. has done. So, therefore, Kris Kringle is Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's it. They saved the day. And um, to convince Natalie Wood that he was Santa Claus, Natalie Wood, what she wants is she wants a real house because they live in an apartment in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she wants a father and a house. And um, and because Santa doesn't, Chris doesn't come through with the house at the end of the, well, not right at the end of the movie, but um, she's like, I don't believe it, you know, it's, and then Maureen O'Hara comes and says, you know, it's not about, mm-hmm. you know, seeing, it's, it's about, about believing. it's about believing yeah. things that you can't see. And of course, there's this moment where Maureen O'Hara's, you know, and John Payne look at each other and yeah. all that. And then... Um, Chris gives them a way to get back to the city. Yeah, this was, mm-hmm. I always thought was really clever because he was like, oh, the traffic's bad. This is a shortcut. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. Just mm-hmm. follow this. So they're driving along and they follow in the directions. And then Natalie Wood in the back is like, stop. There's a house for sale. They stop the car. She runs in there and she's like, this is the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You From know? the picture. Right. And then, then they're mm-hmm. like, well, I guess we're going to get married mm-hmm. now. Yep, yep. And, and he says, he says, you know, I'm the... I'm I, I'm a lawyer. I'm the you know I'm the best lawyer in the city. I proved uh, to uh, to the city or to the world that this old man was Santa Claus. And then he looks over in the corner of the room where they're standing in this house. There's the cane, and there's Chris Kringle's uh, cane. cane sitting in the corner. And of course, there's this moment where they both look at each other. Marino O'Hara says. Oh, that's just a coincidence. It was probably left by the, the owners. The owner, yeah. And John Payne goes, maybe, and maybe mm. I didn't do such a big thing. <laughs> right, and that's the end of the movie. Really, I mean, it's it's a great, great Christmas story, and um, one of my favorite holiday movies of all it, time. It's a classic, and mm-hmm. it still holds up. It, it definitely mm-hmm. holds up, and um, John Payne, I guess, for years tried to get a sequel made to it. Really? Oh, really? He even wrote a script for it. But I don't know what that would be. I have no idea, but I think that he died of lung cancer before they could do anything uh, with it. And so uh, Maureen O'Hare never saw, saw saw the script, she says. So, uh, but anyway, so what we're doing is we're rating um, the movies from one to five Mariahs. One to five Mariah Carries. Okay. I'll give this one so a four Mariah. You're going to give it four Mariahs. I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it four and a quarter Mariah Carries. Okay. For me, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'll go 4.5 Mariahs. Okay. Because That's I really, a lot of Mariahs. I, I, I really love Miracle on 34th Street. I, there, I, there's a bunch of nostalgia in it, too, yeah. you know, because I grew up watching it with my parents and that. So, all right. So that's Miracle on 34th Street. 34th Street, the original, not the remake with Richard Attenborough, which is another really good version. I just remember, what did you ask Santa for Christmas in the remake? And she's like, a little brother. Yeah, a little brother, and she runs away, and they both kind of look at each other like, what? The thing with like the remake is there's no Macy's. Yeah. Macy's had, I remember it was kind of a thing at the time. Macy was like, this doesn't need to be remade, so we're not going to like let you. There was no Macy's or Gimbal's or anything. Yeah. Um, It was a large department store, and and Gimbel's was out of business. I think by the time they made the, uh, um, I think so. By the they made the remake of it. So well, Gimbel's is an elf. Well, Gimbel's is an elf, but they chose Gimbel's. Well, it, this is a whole thing because Macy said, "Yeah, you can film in our store, but we don't want you. 
um, like tearing off Santa's beard because we have the real Santa at our store. Uh, and they wouldn't let him do that. So, so is Gimbal's like defunct? Gimbal's yeah. is out of business, yeah. So they, re- they rebooted Gimbal's for they Elf? They rebooted Gimbal's uh-huh. for Elf, and that's that. why that happened, yeah. But they didn't film it at a Gimbal store. They filmed it at a defunct mental institution in Canada or something like that. Of course. <laughs> in <Anyway>. Vancouver. <laughs> sure. All right, so what's the next movie? The next movie is uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what were the five we watched? We watched... Hold on, we don't want to spoil it. Okay. We're, we're showing this. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, and, and my office mate has just walked in. Who can come so get snacks? Come too. and get snacks. <laughs> um... Okay, so the next movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, um, Phil Hartman, Jingle All the Way. And a little Annie, Anakin oh, yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, little Anakin Skywalker. Jake, I forgot Jake Lloyd. that, oh, that yeah. kid is mm-hmm. going to be little Anakin in like two years. And I'd forgot that, that he was in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know which is worse, the prequel or this one, but um, we'll see. Well, so I had insisted <laughs> this that we was watch this. Um, not that I just I've got like good nostalgic feelings mm-hmm. about it because I was like you know a kid when it came out. Did you watch this when? Oh yeah, yeah. we all watched. And I, and I went Arnold to the Schwar- movies to see this. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like all my cousins, like they all love Terminator, so we all had mm-hmm. to we all watched Jingle All the Way. And like so, Madison and I watched this one night when we were doing crafts for Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there and we're I can't, we were like cleaning mason jars with rubbing alcohol because we had to clean them off before we painted them. And she's sitting there, and she's like, Mom. How how did people just not go buy it online and get it sent to you? And I looked at the child and I'm like, no. honey, it was the the 90s. <laughs> you literally got in line. That's not a thing. And I'm like, can I introduce you to Tickle Me Elmo? Yes. Oh, boy. And so I had to tell her all about Tickle Me Elmo and everything else. So if anybody hasn't seen this movie, Jingle All the Way is about a workaholic dad <laughs> who um, is missing all of his kids' things and promised to pick him up the Turbo... Turbo Man. The Turbo Man. And it's like the day before Christmas, and all of a sudden, he doesn't have Turbo Man. So he is driving all over the city trying to find Turbo Man and not the defunct sidekick that nobody wants. Booster. Booster. (laughs) And so he's like driving all over the city. He picks a fight with uh, Sinbad, who's a mailman. Who's trying to do the same thing. He he didn't get Turbo Man for his kids. So the funny thing, like when he first goes to the store... And they're like, I need Turbo Man. And everyone just starts laughing, laughing. at him. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, that's what, that's, why would you wait until the last minute? Yeah. And so he's driving all over town. And then there's a radio contest at one point in time. And this is probably one of my favorite scenes. They show up at the radio station. And they're like, the radio guy's like, did you think this was actually, like, you're going to get a Turbo Man? And they're like, yes. And then Sinbad walks in with his mailbag. And I shouldn't laugh. He's like, and then all the police are around him because the police yeah. station has been called. And he's like, stop, I have a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, I forgot about this part. Mm-hmm. And I laughed so hard. And then the bomb goes off. And then so we still have no Turbo Man here. And so then he's like, now at go, he's like, his kid is destroyed. He's not going to be home in time for the parade. And so then he gets, shows up at the parade. Right, and there's this smarmy guy played the, by the, Phil Hartman the who's neighbor. Trying, to, trying to make moves on, on, the, wife. on the wife. He's like a widower. and Everybody wants to be with him except for her. And Rita Wilson plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. wife and is so good in this movie. She's great. A um, uh, few other things. I was talking to Marty earlier. Um, 
Like at the start of the movie when um, the kid is watching like the Turbo Man show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so janky, right? <laughs> but it reminded me a lot, and I think at the time, too, like of Power Rangers. Yes! Because Power Rangers was that jank. It was that jank. It, like, the actual show, like, the original show was, like, it was, like, half of a Japanese show, but mm-hmm. they'd, like, taped stuff in America, and it was, like, the jankiest thing you ever saw. But here. we all loved it. Because the toys. The toys. And that's exactly what this kid was. Like, the show's bad, but, like... His whole bedroom was, like, Turbo Man. Right. But, like, the toys and the Turbo Man, and you can get Booster, and, like, I think that's why, like, when the movie came out, it, like, it was supposed to be, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, poor Marty. He had told me, like, it doesn't hold up. It does not... I'm sorry, this not. movie does it not doesn't. hold up. It's funny in parts. I find... I still enjoyed it, but I'm not going to, like, sit here. Well, I mean, no. one, Phil Hartman is at his smarmiest best well, in this movie. But so He's we didn't so talk good. about the ending, though. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger gets sucked into the parade and becomes Turbo Man. Right. And then someone's trying to steal the Turbo Man, and he picks the kid to give the special edition. Yeah, so it's Sinbad dresses up like the, um, Dementor, which is Turbo Dementor. Man's villain. Yeah. And they're fighting it. Oh, so like the, the Turbo Man in the parade gets to pick one special kid to get like a special edition, edition Turbo, Turbo Man. Man. And he just looks as... I was watching that and imagining as a kid, I was like, that Turbo Man looks pretty, pretty sweet, though. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would take that right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like big. It was, it like, was huge. And of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger seizes seizes kid. kid, and he's like, "I can redeem myself." Himself, and he gives the special edition yeah. Turbo Man to his kid, and then Sinbad shows up. Yes, and tries to steal it. Turns out, so the kid figures out. Well, so Arnold like reveals himself, and he's like, "My dad's Turbo Man." He ends up giving Sinbad the Turbo Man doll as he's being led away from the police yeah. by the police. Yeah, but his kid's gonna get that. Yes, yeah. which is awesome for him. So Sinbad's redeemed at the end. Yep. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is reunited with his wife, mm-hmm. and there's a whole. I mean, and the kid loves his father. Did you watch? There's a post-credit scene in this movie. There no, is. I did not. Yes, there is. I turned what it off it? as soon as it was done. So. And I don't remember this from. So this is, and I looked it up. This is like <laughs> an early post-credit scene. You guys haven't seen it? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we watched the movie, and then I'm like, all right, Madison, it's time to go to bed. And she's like, but, but. And I'm like, nope, see, movie's done. Bye. Night. <laughs> nope. So this is this is the post credit scene, okay? Yeah, it's after. They're at home. It's like Christmas night. Kids in bed. Mm-hmm. Rita Wilson and Arnold are just like, I, they're just like in their living room, and she's like, oh, that was so amazing what you did. Like, that whole thing with the parade and she, all that thought you put into it. And she's like... And I was just thinking, like, if you did all that for, um, you know, our kid, what did you get me? And oh. Arnold goes, <gasps> and it's cut. Oh. So he forgot <laughs> to. Okay. That's a good. I, that, I that is a, that. That's, that's a good, a good ending. That's a good ending. Um, yeah. And um, like I said, Phil Hartman is one of my favorite things in this movie. He's just so, so slimy. And it's and it was, I, Ben and I were talking about this. I think this was his I last did. movie mov- before he, he was killed. The last movie that came out while he was still alive. Right. He had mm-hmm. one. There was another movie that came out after he was dead. But this was the last one while he was still with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you can watch it now and be like, this is really dumb. Um, but I think, like, if you I'm grew up, at, if you grew up as a kid me, in the 90s. It was a pretty popular 90s Let me movie. just, hey, yo. We're, we're talking to Andrew and Marsh. No, no that's the Santa Claus. Yeah. She's talking. She's talking very softly. Yeah, you can jump. In. Come over here. Have a snack. 
Hi, world. It's a great movie. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is amazing. I forgot about Sinbad. Like, I, you he, like, he you was in it. so many Did you show your movies. kid yet, though? No. We still watch the Grinch on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Which Grinch? Um, All of them. Oh, all the okay. Grinches. Okay. Yeah. We're, all right. We're Grinches in our household. So. Wow. But Jingle All the Way was really funny, and I totally forgot about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to step out. Okay. See, but we all were kids in the 90s, so... Mm-hmm. You I know, I was younger in the nineties. Yeah, but you weren't. A and kid. I was not a Power Ranger person or anything. No, you were like too that. old for that. So Ooh. you totally missed that. Wow. No, I don't mean it as like a, <laughs> no. you're old. I mean, yeah. we're all old. No, but it's like just, you weren't. You weren't like seven, no, eight, nine, ten. No, that was years not. Old. That was not my thing. And um, I mean, it's a funny movie. It's very dated mm-hmm. to me. Um, there are some really good parts. Um, the guy who plays the cop that keeps mm-hmm. getting beat yeah. up, Robert Conrad, is oh fantastic. But it's very like predictable yes and, yeah absolutely but sometimes on on christmas like that's not bad i feel like you know lots of christmas movies the, are very, well this is a huge nostalgia factor movie for me it's that's like, the thing that's with what christmas, influences that, it that's really that's like what christmas movies are about right. like i think unlike all the other genres like christmas movies you're allowed to have that you, nostalgia you feel. can you can be like this movie is bad, but it's like my favorite. You like, can absolutely get on away Christmas. With it. You can definitely do that, mm-hmm. and I think that's why. Like, this is the third Christmas podcast we've done, third yeah. year in a row, and we've talked a lot about like Die Hard being a Christmas movie and stuff. But what I'm saying is like, people as far as strictly as like a genre proposition, like mm-hmm. Die Hard clearly is because it just fulfills the criteria of taking well, place on Christmas. Clearly. Well, yes, we because will all it, agree hold on, hold to on, disagree. On. Okay. But the thing is, <laughs> clearly it does because it takes place on Christmas. But what I'm saying is when it comes to Christmas movies, like that's like a label people put on things that like give them a certain feeling. feeling yeah. yeah. Talking strictly genre it is. But like, so that's why you can have like, you know, bad Christmas movies. I almost swore there. Bad <laughs> Christmas movies. You know, whatever. It's very, very subjective when it yes. comes to like Christmas movies mm-hmm. as a label. As like right. strictly a genre you know, Die Hard clearly is. But as far as, like, people don't look think of Christmas movies like that. They think of it as, like, a, a stamp you put on a movie that gives you a certain feeling this time yeah, of year. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jingle All the Way, although I can say, like, very dated. It feels like it came out in 96. Well, but the ending, I will say, has they the redeemed, total, yeah, the total Christmas mm-hmm. movie. It has what they call a Linus moment where yeah. the main character yeah. has this realization. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's... And, and I remember as a kid being like, you know, when Arnold was like Turbo Man. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, dude. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that the re- when the son realizes that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's... It's a great, great moment in the movie, yeah. and so um, I'm going to do start out the the uh, voting here with okay. the Mariahs. I will give this a 2.5 Mariah. Okay, that's fair. That's like half. So I was going to yeah. give it like a two. So <laughs> I mean, I I got to give it three and a quarter Mariah. Cares. Okay, all right. So we're sort of clustered yeah. in the center there. Yeah. Yeah. So Jingle All the Way, not as good as Miracle on 34th Street. So no, you wouldn't. No one know. would say. That. No one would say that. All right, next movie. Uh, this would be Elf. This is the winner. Elf. Why don't you guys talk a minute about the Merry Movie Mayhem? All right, because we decided we were going to talk about the winner of it. Yes. Yes. So we, Marty and I, recorded a podcast was a couple weeks ago. Yep. About Merry Movie mm-hmm. Mayhem and the winner being Elf. 
Um, so we showed it on Monday this past week, and mm-hmm. had a couple of people who have never seen it, and it's actually the 20th anniversary of Elf this yep. year. Which is crazy. Uh-huh. And I remember when it came out. It was, an, it was my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and I worked at the movie theater. And yeah. I just, you'd walk in, and you'd hear, bum, 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 bum. bum. I'm like, ah, I love it. <laughs> it has some really great one-liners in it. Well, I mean, I don't know if we need to, do we have to explain the whole no, premise of this think... movie? I think most we, people We can do this. a quick one. Buddy the Elf was a baby. He snuck to the North Pole in Santa's bag. He grew up thinking he was an elf. He found out he wasn't, and he goes to New York City to find his real dad. Right, and at the end of the movie, there's a whole moment where... His father accepts him, his, yeah. his stepbrother accepts him, his stepmom accepts him. He falls in love and he ends up, you marrying know, marry, marrying his love interest and, you know, and everything. And they lived happily ever after, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, 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 pretty much, that's pretty much it. But there's what do you some, guys think of the movie? I and We enjoy Elf at our house. Is it the best Christmas movie out there? See, that's the thing. That's my thing. We because, enjoy Because, like, it. to me, I... It's never been my favorite. Like, I can say it's pretty good, but, like, it's not the goat, okay? Let's stop. Like, that is <laughs> ridiculous. People, you know what I mean? Like, this one, we had so many great Christmas movies in the bracket. Yeah. Trust me, I'm still bitter that it beat Muppet Christmas. None Carol. of our favorite movies. No, won. absolutely not. Elf no. one. Which, I almost, again, I almost, when I brought the movie in... To watch for Merry Movie Mayhem. Yeah. I almost switched it out with a, It's a Wonderful Life. I was going to put a, It's a Wonderful Life in. And I would have been like, dang it, Marty, now I got to go home and go get my car. <laughs> but I didn't. I absolutely, I was so tempted. You're going to ruin Christmas for people. I, you know what? Whatever. We had, People had fun and yes. they had a good turnout and um, we were all sitting there. We were, Marty and I were talking Monday night about our favorite parts of the movie. And like, my kids love the part. When Mr. Narwhal pops up, bye, buddy. Buddy, buddy. Hope you find your dad. And you know who did the voice? Who? John Favreau, the oh actor. yeah, yeah, that's the director. He's also in the movie. He yeah, is, he plays the doctor. the doctor in the movie. Happy's in the happy, happy, happy the doctor. Okay. Happy the doctor. Yeah. Um, and then my my one of my favorite parts is with um, Miles Finch. Miles, yeah, oh Peter Dinklage. Well, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. I mean, he's an angry elf. <laughs> Call me elf one more time. I mean, and Dinklage is so brilliant in that he's, because. He just he just goes for it, and it's sort of yeah. like we we talked about this too. But Michael Caine in in uh, uh, Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol, he goes where so hard. He plays that he plays Ebenezer Scrooge so straight. Yep. it's not even funny. And Peter Dinklage is the same way. Yep. It's a ridiculous movie, dick ridiculous premise. Will Ferrell is high and over the top yep. with everything that he does, but Peter Dinklage comes in and man. When he's on screen, I mean, Will Ferrell just, for me, is, you're not focusing on him. Oh, you're no. focusing on Peter mm-hmm. Peter is throwing 100 miles an hour for, like, the half inning that he's in to pitch. Yeah, like, exactly. Which, um, this movie has never been my favorite. I don't watch it regularly. <laughs> um, oh, man. And I, but everyone's seen it. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night again. It's probably been a few years since I've, and I remember why I don't really, Ooh. I don't really like it. Why? I just... It's an hour and a half of Will Ferrell acting like he's five. Yeah. And I just, I, there's better Christmas movies. <laughs> like, Kevin McAllister, I mean, oh, look my. at Kevin. Like, he's, you know, twice as mature as Will Ferrell. Yeah, but. Not to compare, no. but I'm just saying, like, I, I remember I'm watching it last night again. I'm just like, I remember why I, this isn't my go-to, because what? at 
it just to me it gets really annoying at the end like mm. it's it's an hour and a half straight of him just being like Santa, Santa. and it's like <laughs> well, and someone it's was, too much i wish yeah. he had i w- toned it down yeah yeah no oh. <laughs> over there no I, w- I wish he had toned it down like maybe like in the third act of the movie mm. i mean he does it's like he goes to work with james con he's like dressed up but he's just still like doing the same but then somehow like at the end and like at the end where he's back in the north pole he's married zooey deschanel mm. they've got the little girl and then he seems like kind of normal then it's just like i don't know like i don't really it's supposed to be like a year later or whatever yeah. but like i don't know i really wish yeah it annoys me. Like he, it, it's too much to me. Like I can, I don't want to watch this movie, like every year because. See, and I okay, I will. In I'm going to defend Will Ferrell. Oh sure, I just think it would have been better if he had like maybe evolved more because he's kind of the same. And then it's like there's an epilogue where now he's married with. Kids. But is it really about Will Ferrell's evolution into a different person? I think it's more of an evolution of James Caan. Into a different person. That's the main. Well, then thing. make main make James Con the main well, character. Well, he sort then. of is in a way. No, Will Ferrell's like in every scene. Well, I mean, I of mean, course, Will Ferrell's in every scene, but Will the movie's Ferrell, called Elf. The movie's but, not called. Well, Walter think about Hobbs. this though. I mean, because um, because in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Chris Kringle is the vehicle for everybody rediscovering yeah. Christmas. Elf, Will Ferrell's the same thing. He's the one that you know brings brings uh james Kahn back to christmas and his his stepbrother back to christmas and everything like that i mean that's that's what he is no i get that and also too at the end when like they're singing mm-hmm. santa claus is coming to town i feel like their hearts aren't in it mm. mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying andrew no, here I know. I know like they're just like singing it like they don't sing they're not singing it like i swear to god like they're not singing it like they mean it and it's supposed to like power the sled mm-hmm. you know the christmas cheer they're just like oh i guess we're singing now and they're like yeah it's going but, ja- but james Conn does it right at the end where he the sled in. isn't taking off and then his son looks at him and dad. goes dad you gotta sing and at the end when he goes when they get to that santa claus he throws his arms out and goes to town like that and that's when he Santa's does but i wish like off. the whole I wish it had been like a bigger, bigger number. Mm. Like mm. it just seriously. I'm watching it last night. I'm like, all these people in Central Park, like they look like they don't want to be here. They're not <laughs> that hyped to sing this song. That's wow. the truth. So I don't know. Like I think it's oh, just. Oh, we got an audible coming wait, in. Wait, we got another comment here. The budget for the movie was incredibly small, so I'm sure no one was paid. Oh. And they probably had like 50 takes of them singing in Central Park. It was cold. Everybody's looking at them like, come on, like this is New York. You suck. <laughs> but they're actor. You got to make me believe, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. I did not believe, but think about the budget. I'm going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they can afford Will Ferrell. Well, that's probably... I, I mean, Jan got, James I don't even Con. think he got paid all that much. Well, here's the thing. I And I, I read... I was reading in some articles... I'm sure that they didn't... Not to interrupt, but, like, mm. I'm sure that they didn't know what, what like, phenomenon it would be. No, absolutely not. I mean, James... James Will, Will, James Conn didn't want to do the movie. Uh, and he got about halfway you through tell. it. Well, he got about halfway through it, and he was like, I don't get what Will Ferrell... Will is doing in this movie and everything like that. It was only after the premiere... Yeah, where Will, where uh, James Con went up to Will Ferrell and said, "I get it," and told mm-hmm. him that. I, 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 Will Ferrell said that in an interview. So James Con really, I don't think 
had a whole lot of faith or belief that this movie was going to be any good. Um, and yeah. so I think that that's a part of it. Um, but I mean, I guess there's a there's a nostalgia part of this for me too. I love this movie. It was one of the first ones that I mean, my daughter went to and she wanted to go back mm-hmm. to again and again and again. So I I ended sure. up sure. And that. then like like we were saying before, like with Christmas movies, that's what mm-hmm. it's about. And the ending of the movie does give me that Christmas feeling at the mm-hmm. end, where where they're where the father and son reunite and. And, you know, and, and all that. It, it just does it for me. Um, there's so many great scenes in the movie. Like, the guy who plays the store manager at Gimbel's. Um, oh, Wanda. Yeah, Wanda. Because it was supposed to be Wanda Sykes. It was supposed to be Wanda Sykes, right? And she had to step out at the last minute. So instead of reprinting the tag for the manager, they gave it it's to the guy. It's funny. It's yeah, it's, it's like Wanda. And he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. He he's somebody like, from the yeah. big office. Hey, guys, have you seen the, what's going on? It's pretty good, you know. We got, like, we're a team. we got to stick together. Here, take this walkie-talkie. If you see anything strange, just contact me. And the use code the code word, Santa's, Santa's got, got, a, got brand a brand new bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, it's, um, it's gold. I'm sorry. So, sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we can just... I'm, I, I know that I'm in the minority on it. All right. All right. Um, all right. How many... Miranda, how many? I'll give really? it three and a half. Wow. Okay. I like it. We watch it every I'm, year. I'm giving it um, four Mariah's. I'll give it two and a half Mariah. Mariah's. Okay. That's, that's fair. I don't think that this movie is as good as Miracle on 34th Street, so that's why I can't do mm. anything. No, it's, it's not. Like, no. Now, like, this is always, like, on the short list of, like, the greatest Christmas movies. It's mm. kind of like the most recent mm-hmm. one that's yeah. on that list. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't... It doesn't belong on the same mm-hmm. list as Home Alone or It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street Christmas Vacation. or Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. or Christmas Story. You know, like the big ones. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't fit on that list to me, but it is on the list. Yeah. But and like, shout out, Ralphie is in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got Peter Billingsley in this movie. I mean. Yeah. He's made so many Christmas movies. Like um, That's his gimmick. You, that, that's his gimmick, you know? I mean, yeah. but yeah, he was in that one. This one, he was in Christmas Story. If you guys haven't seen the uh, one that he did for HBO, the follow-up to a Christmas Story Christmas. Christmas. Uh, yeah. That's a really good film. We, we thought it was okay. I, I thought it was really good. It. I thought it was okay. really good. Anyway, but we're not talking about that movie this year anyway. All right, so anyway. next movie we're going to talk about All right, is so. So this is... Uh, Marty's pick. Yep, Marty's pick... Marty said, we got to watch this one. Marty, mm-hmm. please let us, just it's, tell us about it. It's called Love Hard. It came out, I think, two years ago. 2021. 2021 on, on Netflix. Um, and basically what it's about is it's about this online um, columnist who um, writes a dating column where she her whole gimmick is that she goes on these dating apps and finds guys and then writes about the terrible dates that she has all the time. Well, all the time hoping that she's going to run into the, one. the love the of, one. Her life, of her life. And um, eventually what happens is that her best friend, who's hysterical in the movie, I can't even, I don't even remember the actress who played her, but her best friend says, well, you're only staying in, in Los Angeles. you got to spread it out. So she widens the To the whole net, U.S. So yeah, she's got United like a five-mile radius on her Tinder. Yeah. And she's like, listen, you got to get out of here. <laughs> and then she's like... <laughs> <laughs> and um, eventually this the main character... Josh. Fi- finds Josh. Yep. He seems perfect, really nice looking, into the sent outdoors. Sent the photos. Sent photos and stuff like that. And so um, her friend mistakenly 
calls her up or something like calls that. Calls him. Calls him, saying, we're going to get down to the bottom of this. This guy's catfishing you and stuff like that. And Josh answers and sends a picture of himself holding that day's paper. And so and they... Says, hi, Natalie, or yeah, hi, Natalie, or something. And, and so Josh um, and Natalie... Um, start a sort of on uh telephone romance but what did they first talk about when they first match they yeah one of the first things was um josh the one that she meets on on the dating app uh, thinks that the best christmas movie ever is love actually love actually and he thinks no she she thinks thinks that it's die hard and she gives like like 13 or 14 reasons yeah. why Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. So you have this whole thing. That's why it's called Love Hard, because it's Love Actually and Die Hard. Love Hard. So she still hasn't written about this, and so her editor tells her, oh, wait a minute. I want to hear about this. Yes, go and... Because she's planning on going to to surprise him for Christmas. Because he said you should come spend Christmas right. with me. And mm-hmm. he lives in... Um, Lake New, Placid, Lake New York. Lake Placid, New York. So she's flying across country. She gets there... Shows up at at Josh's house, meets um, his parents and the grandma and, uh, and his grandma, who's one of my favorite things in the movie. Yeah, that was David's favorite part. Too. Yes, and um, and then Josh comes walking up from the basement after you know coming in from work or whatever. Comes up the stairs, and it turns out that <laughs> Josh it was was catfishing her. That um. He it was it was him talking to her on mm-hmm. the phone and everything, mm-hmm. but he did not, not his use picture. Not, his, not picture. his picture. It was the picture. It was his friend. It was it his was, friend from high school, right? Who is really nice looking. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and an actual hunk. character. Yes, mm-hmm. and so um, so she gets all angry, goes um, stomping out of uh, stomping out of the house, goes to a bar. Has an allergic reaction. Has an allergic reaction. While trying to sing sexy karaoke to the to, picture. To the actual guy yep. who's at the bar that that the pic, that Josh used the picture of. And um, so she, like, swells up and after singing, I would do anything for love, you know, mm-hmm. the whole meatloaf thing. And goes running out, collapses, and then... The guy who was catfishing her brings her to the vet. The vet in order to get some Benadryl. You know, it it sounds ridiculous, and in a lot of ways it is, but it's very sweet. I as thought well. she was turning into meatloaf. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, and then then um, at one point after that, the brother comes home with his wife. Yeah, the 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 guy's brother. Yeah, that, Josh's brother comes home, and like. You could just tell the kid was clearly living in his brother's shadow the entire life, and his brother was the one taking. And he's his got name. like the overachieving brother. older brother that, like the parent, you know, they're the like, "Why aren't you love. like him?" Oh. Yeah. yeah, when he walks in, literally the father says, "Oh, he's home. Christmas is here now." <laughs> yeah, That's what and he then says. like there's the perfect wife behind him. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. pregnant. Oh my gosh! So they make a deal. Josh makes a deal with Natalie that if she pretends to be his girlfriend mm-hmm. for the entire Christmas, Christmas, and stays there, that she will he will help her connect with um, the real tag. Tag. tag 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 connect with tag. And um, Tag and Natalie have nothing in common. Nope, she has to get stoned to go on a yeah, date. Yeah, she, she um, I mean, Tag loves uh, Hen- uh, Henry David Thoreau's Walden, and she thinks it's pretentious, um, you know, masculine crap. And um, She's got to write about that. There she yeah, is. she She's is. She's not wrong. <laughs> um, and, um, and then uh, Tag decides to take her 
bobsledding, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for their one of their first dates, and she is like deathly afraid of this, and um, has to get stoned in order to do it. Um, so the third date was at a steakhouse, and she's a vegetarian. Right. It's I, her his family steakhouse, right. right? And so, and he's like, I killed that one on the wall. Well, and so here, but the complication really comes when the Josh's family goes Christmas caroling oh, yeah. at a local old folks' home, and um, then Natalie and Josh sing a version of "Baby It's Cold Outside," but they change it around. Mm-hmm. It was actually a pretty funny version. It was a funny version. And the brother, his older brother, gets really, really jealous of this because they're getting so much of the limelight. And so they make this announcement, hey, we're pregnant. Yeah. And then everybody's all, all excited. The parents, are, his parents are really excited. And then Josh can't take it because he's done this thing that he always does his whole life, which is steal the thunder from him. Yeah. So Josh says, can I have your attention, please? And then he gets down on his knee, and he <laughs> proposes to Natalie. And then the grandma comes over and gives him the family heirloom ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone's she, taking photos. And she's like, she's like, get up, get up. I don't want, no, get up. And he's like, just say yes, just say, say yes. yes. And he so eventually no. she says yes. And, of course, um, so then they're all, they're engaged. And Josh's mother, unbeknownst to them, decides to put a full-page ad in the local paper with their like, engagement terrible announcement. Photo. Yeah, oh and um, Josh, they made Josh says, mm-hmm. "All you got to do is you got to pretend to be my fiance until after Christmas. You can go home and mm-hmm. say that it didn't work out, and I'll and I'll still help you connect. Uh, yeah. connect with Tag. And um, and the older brother gets wind of this. And- yeah. And it, basically, they throw this big engagement party, and this is where everything just sort of falls apart mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Natalie. Um, they have this big engagement party at, the steakhouse. at Tag's parents' steakhouse. and um, After Tag has told his parents about this girl. Yes. And, um, and uh, basically, Natalie makes this big confession. Her boss is there at the steakhouse yeah. for the engagement party because... He caught wind of this and wanted to see what was going to happen, and um, it's just a train wreck. She she gets up there and basically confesses everything in front of the entire town, yep. basically, and um, and uh, they you know and then she goes she goes back to her hotel or goes to a hotel and she's staying there, and Josh is heartbroken and um, and tag tag that one of my favorite parts is where tag. Gets so pissed at oh I can oh yeah I can say that <laughs> gets so angry sorry at at Natalie and goes oh and Die Hard is not a Christmas movie and then he goes way out of line <laughs> no I don't think that was out of line at all I, with the one thing he I agreed with him on he also didn't believe in Christmas yeah he tag did not stop celebrating stopped celebrating Christmas well we shouldn't really take his opinion on Christmas movies no no, no but. <laughs> Anyway, so Natalie goes back to her hotel and is trying to write her column about this. And she meets her boss up in the um, bar. And even the boss says, you know, honey, that was just too much for me. You know, that was just way too much. And so she goes back. She writes this column about it and realizes that she really is in love with Josh. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the movie... Um, there's a knock on the family's door. Josh no, 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 you skipped a part. What did I skip? No, she, skip the part. she gets an alert on her phone. There's a new profile. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because she is encouraging him to, like, you know... Be himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. be himself. 
so she and he wants to make candles and not mm-hmm. do the family business. Mm-hmm. She, you know, opens up Tinder and sees the new profile with his actual pictures because and his nice. other pictures it's were his, really murder serial killer yeah. vibes. <laughs> and you know, it says like Josh, thirty years old candle maker, and mm-hmm. it's just like they're very nice. And then she gets like, <sighs> that's when she realizes. That's when she realizes that she loves him. So she goes to his house. Um, and um, she has she does the love actually, love actually thing with the signs with the signs you know with all these signs and at the end um, she does she I, I can't remember if she she proposes to him or or do I can't remember the actual she says last something question. like no it's not like will you be my him, boyfriend or something yeah will you be like whatever yes or no and mm-hmm. then he takes the thing the marker and the and he writes yippee kaye mother mm, yeah. And so Josh and Natalie are together. Everyone lives happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And Love Actually is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard. It is a better Christmas <laughs> yes. movie than Die Hard. But they're both Christmas movies. Anyway, so... so it, was a really, I, it was a cute movie. It was cringy at some parts. I really, I thought it was cute. It was, David uh, and I had some issues with the inconsistency in weather. Because in one scene it was raining and there was no snow. And then they walked back out of the restaurant. Continuity issues. <laughs> oh my god, there was snow everywhere. You know. And I get it. I get it. I said it was... It wasn't as bad as a Hallmark movie, but it wasn't like the best Christmas movie. I said it was one it step above a Hallmark. It was movie. not. It was not the best Christmas movie. I think it's a cute Christmas mm-hmm. movie. Why did you? Um, I think. I think that the premise of it. I, because I've never I, heard of it. Because um, it. I watched it a couple of years ago. Well, this is. I'll tell you. Yeah. I was in COVID like um, shutdown because my kids had oh. COVID at that time, so you I had trapped. nothing else to do. And I found this movie, and I I really liked it. I thought it was funny. It kept my mind off what. I would, the fact that I was stuck in the house. Yeah, it was like a safe harbor exactly. in the storm. And I thought it was cute. And um, I loved the whole pitting of Love Actually against Die Hard in it and mm. everything like that. I guess that. part of the thing is I th- wish I thought there was going to be more of that. Mm-hmm. It's really um, not. It's mentioned when they first hook up on Tinder. Well, and, and Josh's mother's favorite movie is Love Actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I kind of wish it had been more of a thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more kind of a clever title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but uh, and that the one who plays Josh is really good. Natalie, so so. Nina. Um, Nina Dobrev plays Natalie and yeah. Jimmy O Yang, who I like. He's a funny comedian. Yeah. I've Harry Shu was um, Henry Shu. Harry Shu, the brother, was on Glee. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and um, the one who plays the grandmother is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Um, I liked it when she took him to the the home. Oh to yeah. Explain how to. Um, do dating profiles. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah, all the was... horny little old ladies and men are trying to say, like, what do I have to mention my Parkinson's? No, just put down that you like to move and shake. I was like, what? <laughs> and then one person. One, that. One, one that per- was actually funny. <laughs> and then one person is on, like, it looks like life support or something like that in the, in the room. And, um,. Um, I think that they say, oh, just put down that he's a homebody or something like that. And I can't someone's remember. like, what if we don't want it? We just don't, we just want some, like a hit it and admit, like something yeah. about like just a one and done or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it's a funny scene. That's, that's, that's I think the funniest scene in the movie for sure. <laughs> but okay. I'm going to start out the voting. I, I will say, I mean, it's not the greatest Christmas movie ever. Um, you do I think it. do I think it's better than Jingle All the Way? Yes, so I, for give, me. What do you I would it? Gu- I would give it three Mariahs. I'm gonna yeah. give it two point five right with Jingle All the Way. Okay, it's I'm gonna <laughs> give it 
what did I, I three and a quarter I gave Jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. This I'm gonna give one and three quarters Mariah Carey, right. and it's really just it's a straight rom com. Mm-hmm. You're not that, a rom com. I'm not a rom com person. They make me yep. cringe, mm-hmm. and like I was cringing during most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked Josh Jimmy's performance. Mm-hmm. I thought he was my I'm, I thought he was the best in the movie. I liked his best friend from high school too, not Tag, but the other oh, one, the was stoner, the yeah. stoner. He was really good too. The, yeah, the Uber and the Lyft <laughs> yeah. and the airport guy. <laughs> but I mean, if you like like really are into rom coms, mm-hmm. then you will like it. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. Um, it's it's cute. It's a cute movie. Yep. Not the greatest Christmas movie ever, but. You would get the feels, I think, if you watch it in the right t- frame of mind. If, uh, if you're trapped in your house, if with you're COVID. trapped in your house with COVID for for a month and a half, um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a great film. <laughs> but um, I will say this: my 15 year old, he was 13 at the time that we watched because he watched it with me, and he literally was watching it, time, going, <laughs> "Oh my god, oh my god!" We watched it wrapping it so Christmas cringy. presents with yeah. a few beverages. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so that's Love Hard. Would you give it? You gave it two, two and, and a half. half. And I gave it three. So, okay. I mean, it was a low one. So it's, a, it's definitely a low one. Our last one, though, oh, I picked. Boy. I was mm. so excited for this one last year, and we never got to watch it at mm. our household. We all watched it for the first time this year. This, this year. With this week. With and this, yeah. for me, just this morning. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so this one, um, I saw ads for it last fall. What's and it, it was called? It's called Spirited. It's on Apple TV. Unfortunately, it's not on DVD. So you have to watch it. It on will never Apple. be on DVD because no. it's owned by Apple. Apple. But it's um <laughs> I I remember the preview was Ryan Reynolds and Will Farrell tap dancing and singing. And I'm like, what is this? I need to watch it. And we never got to watch it. And so I watched the preview and it was about Will Farrell trying to save Ryan Reynolds' character. Um and it, so it's an adaptation of Christmas Carol. We yes, can say that right away. We can say that. And I didn't realize that's what it was until I started watching it, but you it starts off with the ghost um Ghost of Christmas, uh, yet to come, yet to come, come, and this woman named Karen sinking into the ground, going back to her life, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she does something, and she's saved, just like Ebenezer Scrooge was saved, and everything goes back around, and then they're like, all right, that's a wrap on this year, and then you have the ghost, you have the main three ghosts, you have uh, Marley, Marley, who's the head of everything, the head of everything, and you have all the people that are working at this, like, agency, and they're, like, the ghosts who are trying to save people. And Will Ferrell is the ghost yep. of Christmas present. He's the present. ghost of Christmas yeah. present. Um, I don't know, I can't remember her name, the ghost I can't remember, she's the ghost of Christmas past. Past, and then um, Tracy Morgan is the, the voice, voice, the voice of, the... of Christmas yet to come. Mm-hmm. Which is just a... Big Dude, old cloak. It, it's the classic cloak, yeah. really yeah. tall, points the finger. Yeah. And but, so, Tracy, but Tracy Morgan is... The voice is, is just hilarious. Yeah, he's so funny. I and he's just voice. ticked that he can never talk during, during it. All he can do is point. Yep, and they're like, you always freeze up. <laughs> you always do <laughs> like, You this. can't get you it can't. out. He's working on it. Yeah. What I really liked um, is that this whole thing is this yearly it's a production it's that's a production. an all-year production yeah and so like they finish up the wrap on karen and like they do like the little statue that they saved her and then they're like all right we're picking our next person for next year yeah and they're going through all these people and then they choose will ferrell's character really wants to choose ryan reynolds because he's unredeemable well mm-hmm. first though they go first jacob marley's like we got the guy yeah he runs a hotel in vancouver He's a real piece of crap. They go and oh, they yeah, scout they him, and guy. he's like a he's total okay. jerk. Mm-hmm. But then Will Ferrell, he sees Ryan Reynolds. He's like, what about this guy? Yeah. This is the guy we mm-hmm. want to do. Yep. And he was like, he start, he's like, he picks fights for people. Like, his whole job is to cause conflict. Well, he's a PR guy, yeah. um, but he's like, he's total 
you know, I'm trying not to he's swear. Trying to, he's trying he's to ruin garbage. people's lives. Right. That's yeah. a, he spreads he's a manipulator. Lies. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And yeah. so, like, this is the guy they're going to save. And so they set out to save him. Well, first, th- first, Jacob Marley says no. They yeah. say, you can't do it. He's irrede- unredeemable. Unredeemable. And then, but Will Ferrell's character says, you know, we've redeemed an unredeemable one time. It's happened before. before. And they're like, that was different. And yeah. you're like, well, what was that one time? You know, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. And like, and it, we also want to say that this is a musical. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he it was a musical. I texted really, Amanda. I'm like, this is a musical. But it was a really well done musical. Yeah, it's they not like songs all the time. And it and wasn't over the top, and the songs fit in really well. And so they decide to pick them, and then so they're they're gonna start the haunting. Yeah, well, hold on. It's kind of like ironically a musical because like the songs will start, and a character will be like, oh, we're doing it really like, yeah. again. And it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, the the songs really irritate Marley the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> so they decide to like, all right, we're gonna do this, and then so they send in the ghost of Christmas uh, past, and she comes back fifteen minutes later. Oh, they hooked up. They hooked up. Totally yeah. hooked up. She had said like he is smoking hot. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. she was. She was like because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she fails, and like, all right, we're gonna start Christmas present, and they go to do that thing, and then Ryan Reynolds starts like turning it. And, like, asking... Yeah, Will Ferrell's got to take over for her. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll do the past and the present. Yeah, and so, you know. but it starts to come, like, Ryan Reynolds starts to make Will Ferrell question everything. Well, and he completely then, flips it. Yeah, he he's flips totally it. totally manipulating him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, well, what's your past? And then all of a sudden, you're back into Dickens' time. Yep. And then they find out, the big spoiler of the movie, this Will is- Ferrell... Was Ebenezer. He was the yeah. one unredeemable. My mm-hmm. favorite number in the entire movie. It's that one, isn't it? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good, afternoon. Oh. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. That was so great because I I mean, I don't even know if this is actually true, but they, they say in the movie that good afternoon was like a real like a insult slap in the face. back in Victorian times. But it was just so funny. Like, they're all like yelling good afternoon. And then all of a sudden they, they yell good afternoon at a baby and they're like, oh, that's too far. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like the way Ryan Reynolds, he like flips it and makes it like, what does this mean to you? Like, why are you doing this yes. to Will Ferrell's character, who we now know has been Scrooge? And this was, I was talking to my mom about this last night. This is actually the most clever thing, and it's not even explicitly stated in the movie, mm-hmm. but I think it's definitely there. Okay. So after it's revealed he's Scrooge, they're like sitting down and talking, and he says that. After he got saved, after Scrooge got saved, um, he died three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this, and so if you're Scrooge, and then he goes on and he works and he he's done like he's the, done this for hundreds of years, hundreds of years, right? But he still has this inkling in the back of his mind because he only had three weeks mm-hmm. of life left. He is not sure if he actually changed in mm-hmm. life. Right. Like he is now like all this work he's done for so many years saving these people. But he's not. You can tell he's not sure that he was actually saved right. in mm-hmm. life because he died because Ryan Reynolds says like, well, anyone can pretend for a couple weeks. Right. Yeah. Were you actually, you know, and I think that's actually the biggest thing in the whole movie. That detail that they mm-hmm. added like elevates the movie for me yeah yeah because he doesn't know mm-hmm. oh we didn't say too and this is important in the whole movie like like scrooge we found out scrooge but like ghost christmas present like he could retire after this mm-hmm. right. and retirement is going back and living a life and living a life as a human we haven't mentioned octavia spencer yeah. at all <laughs> Octavia Spencer is like uh, works for Ryan Reynolds in his PR firm, and he digs up dirt. Um, 
There's one scene, I think it's important to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryan Reynolds, his sister died of cancer like five years previously. Mm-hmm. And had a little girl that she He's got wanted. a niece. He ha- Yeah, so he has a niece that is being raised by his younger brother, mm-hmm. um, Owen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, his younger brother kind of doesn't have his life together. life together. But none of them really had their life together until oh, until Ryan Reynolds really did. Right. Much. But, um, so, and you find out later in the movie that when his sister was, like, in the hospital and, like, about dying. to die, dying, asked Ryan Reynolds to take her daughter, and he basically says no, and he, then... He, he runs out. He basically abandons her, and he's and then the brother comes in, and he's like, well, sister's got a question to ask you. It's really important. Let me, you know, so he totally... Flakes. Yeah, he totally flakes out. Um, and it's the one scene that he refuses to, to watch. watch. Yeah. Uh, I love how they Ferrell always order up scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a production to, like, show Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that. Um, there's just so many little good things. There's in this lots movie. of really good, but I think it's important to talk about how, like, so on during the present day, um, mm-hmm. the you know the niece comes and visits Ryan Reynolds with um, his brother, and she wants to run for student council president. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "But Josh Hubbins, yeah. this is this kid's name. He's mm-hmm. running, and he's like." You know, he's, like, perfect and all this mm-hmm. straight-A student. He's going to win. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, I'm going to find him. dirt on him. I'm gonna, yeah, he's going to do oppo research mm-hmm. on this kid. And he does. They find a clip of the kid, like, saying something about homeless people, like, t- years ago. And the kid was in sixth grade. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, it was something that he posted and then immediately took Immediately down. deleted. They found it. Yeah. And they're like, well, every year his family d- like feeds the homeless. And they're like, okay, this year when he posts that he's feeding the homeless, you post this and it's going to tank his chances. During mm-hmm. And this is important because mm-hmm. during the ghost of... Yet to come. Yet to come, when they show you possible futures, that she does that. And then the kid, like, he ends up killing, it, killing himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, like, it got dark. It got dark. That was the thing that finally took, because this whole movie, Ryan Reynolds is like, I'm not changing. Like, this I'm is how changing. people this are. This is who I am. Yeah. Like, people don't even actually change. Mm-hmm. Like, all those people you thought you've changed, they really didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And then he, so then he tries to, then he, when he wakes up, he goes back, and he's like, don't do it. And then Octavia Spencer's character is there. But at this point, Will Ferrell oh, God, he didn't taken talk about- the watch. And is now retired and is yeah. now living with Ryan Reynolds' character and everything. And so, like, it's this whole wild ride. And so, like, it's Christmas Day and then... Yeah. Well, we we didn't say to Will Ferrell, goes to Christmas present, Ebenezer Scrooge, mm-hmm. and Octavia Spencer's character, Kimberly, are, like, getting together. Mm-hmm. She but actually she can see, see him. She's the only person other than Ryan Reynolds in the real world yeah. Yeah. when he's a spirit that can see him. It's because, mm-hmm. like, he's got the hots for her and he's, like... Mm-hmm. <gasps> You know, and he mm-hmm. when he's thinking I could be a human again, like maybe you know she's single. Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds is like, I'll hook you guys up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we won't ruin the ending. Like it's a really good ending. Yeah, let's not. But I highly recommend like after that scene of Christmas yet to come. It it just gets really. It's an amazing film, mm-hmm. and the ending is just so. Good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the ending a lot. Yeah. Yes, did I you know. watch it all the way through to the end of the credits we and everything? did not make it all the okay. way. I, I mean, I wa- made it through to like where it went dark, and then I just... I think that's where it ends, yeah, because you had that big number yeah. mm-hmm. and everything that plays through. Yeah. So you get you get all that, but I think that's where the... 
Because there's nothing that comes after the credits. Okay, I don't so we watch, so. we watch through it. all the end scene, like, mm-hmm. with, and then it's where the credits just went black. The music is so. We're good. gonna watch it again because David didn't get to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. And the girls, I was thinking too. The like, girls really want to watch it. I was thinking like I could watch this again before Christmas. Oh yeah, right? easily. It's it's just it's a really great, smart, clever retelling. It surprised yeah. me how good it was, and I don't really because. Last year we watched the 1984 Christmas Carol, which is my favorite version. Mm-hmm. It's like a family tradition to watch it every Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That George C. Scott one. We did it last year for the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very traditional, sticks to the story. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I love the story too. So I don't like it when people mess with Christmas yeah. Carol. But it that's, was really well done. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm hesitant on the Muppets Christmas mm. Carol. Because I'm like, nah, I've read the book. There ain't no Muppets there, okay? <laughs> there ain't no Muppets, but those Muppets do a really good job. It's, almost word for word. It's always, I'm always like, you know. But they did something mm-hmm. with this movie that's exactly what you need to do with something that's been done yeah. over that's and over That's what I'm and saying. Like, they, they somehow found a way. Because there's been so many adaptations of Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Scrooged or whatever. Um, <laughs> and they did make fun of Scrooge, and they made fun of Elf. Yeah, yeah that was my favorite. There, did, you, did you catch the Elf Easter egg? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I did. He runs he into so the guy stupid. who's dressed like Buddy. They're at a Christmas costume party. He's Yeah, Ryan Reynolds has got, like, this Christmas Eve, like, like it's it's like a New Year's Eve party, but on Christmas Eve, they're yeah. like, why are we at work doing this? But, like, yeah. um, and there's a guy dressed like Buddy the Elf, and he says, like, you and, look so stupid. Yeah, Will Ferrell looks at him and goes, you look stupid. And I was like, ah. <laughs> But yeah. it was really good. Highly recommend. I'm going to, I'll start the Mariah's. I'm giving it a five. Boy, mm. that's big. Because yeah. I think it was just so different than what I've seen. Would you say this is a better Christmas movie than Elf? Yeah. Would, would you say it's say better say than so Elf? I would say so, too. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I would I mean, say Elf so is too. good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, this one, there was just something. There's something very nuanced about it. I mean, it. to me. And the musical it, numbers weren't over the top. They weren't no. campy. I could see this well, being done into a stage production really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you seen this, Marshy? Um, this, I saw parts of it. And she, I, I was watching it this oh, morning. Yeah. So. And, it's on my list. You it's really watch good. It. I cannot wait to watch it. <laughs> it's like surprisingly good. You're going to be like, this came out last year and no one's talking about it. Yeah. But it's it's because it's on it's because it's on Apple. Well, yeah. it was released in the theaters first was before it, it oh, went to Apple. Okay. Sort of like Coda. Yeah. When, when that oh, came out, it they was They do it a little bit, yeah. yeah. But it, was but it wasn't, wasn't very it was long here. in theaters. And we it wasn't. It was, uh, I think it was just over the holidays for a few weeks. Yeah, and, then and we don't get much up here. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll go next. Um, I gave Miracle on 34th Street 4.5 Mariahs. I have to say, this is a 5 Mariah movie. Whoa! What about you, Ben? Yeah. Okay, so to me, so my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Home Alone 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if if that's 5 Mariah carries, Mm -hmm. this is... This is four and a half Mariah Carey. Okay. okay, that's good. And I, I mean, top tier, like mm-hmm. anything, four and a half Mariahs and above. I mean, everyone knows that's a lot of yep. Mariahs. Yep, yep. Probably too many Mariahs, but I know. will say, we um. went and saw Mariah. <laughs> yep. At Christmas. What? Who went and saw? Oh, what she didn't like, like it? in person. She like said it live? was not good. Ooh. Well, that's that's a. I mean, because I've she heard said, people saying the concert is really good. Like she said, there was a it. lot of breaks and a lot. She was like, I was not impressed with Mariah. I've seen her in concert too, and she it was no, the greatest it was concert the in the history. Music. It was Christmas, and she's like, she it was. She's like, her kids were there, and that was kind of cool. But she's like, it was not. I saw her kids too. 
I, I'm, let's just full on. Suddenly, let's go and turn this into a Mariah Carey. So, anyways, yeah. hold on. Hold on. March 11th, guys. <laughs> Picture 20, this. Picture this. March 11th. March 11th, 2019, <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Okay. The greatest concert in the history of music. Oh, my gosh. I was there. What about the Swift, Taylor Swift? Well, I haven't seen, seen that. Yet. And oh. this, and okay, Chicago Theater, okay? Oh, right? And it was the greatest concert. Always be she. Her kids came out when she was doing "Always Be My Baby," mm-hmm. and she's got fraternal boy-girl twins with Mr. Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, well, who, d- who doesn't have twins with Nick Cannon? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I might and I don't even know about it. I think I have a twin with my. Uh, with you've Nick got Cannon. one or two kids. Probably, two, we yeah. all probably got a few kids yeah. with Nick Cannon. But I was there with my twin sister, uh-huh. and shout out to Muggles. She she listens. Mm-hmm. She's she is a loyal listener of this podcast. All right, all right. I'll just say, um, and it was the greatest concert. So I don't want to hear no Mariah slander. I'm sorry, Ruth. I bet like if she saw like a regular concert, it'd be I a probably. Lot better. But apparently, the Christmas one was. not. I haven't really maligned Mariah that much this time. And you shouldn't. Well, I I'm just pointing this out that. Usually I'm a Mariah basher. But yeah, but you only do it to get me. You don't actually <laughs> hate Mariah. I know you don't. <laughs> I will never admit to that. Yeah, even if true. even if it's true, I'm never going uh, to admit to it. I opened the door. I'm sorry. All right. So you said 4.5 Mariahs for this. Yes. Okay. So, and I would say that, you know, using that logic, if you were going to do it, I'm not going to say that this movie, Spirited, is better than It's a Wonderful Life. Right, no, no. I'm not going to say I'm trying that. to, because I r- thought it was really, really excellent, I'm trying yeah. to actually like place it where I would. Yeah. I got a question, okay. Yeah. So, if this movie is like relatively new, this is our third year in a row, mm-hmm. we've watched a new Christmas movie every yeah. year. We did, yeah, We did 8-Bit Christmas, mm-hmm. then last year we did Violent Night, yes. we went to theaters, and then Spirited. Mm-hmm. Spirited's the best new Christmas movie we've watched. Yeah. Right? I think so. Oh, yeah. It has to be. Even mm-hmm. though Apic Christmas was great and so was Violent Night. Yeah. But this is this was like surprisingly I think, good. Mm-hmm. I think it's because it, we know the story so well of A Christmas Carol. But it mm-hmm. plays on that. It plays on it. was a really weird and wonderfully well done twist on it. Yeah. And I love how they keep on breaking the fourth wall and yeah. stuff oh, yeah. like that. That's just the best part of the movie for me. Yeah. And I love I love it whenever like the lights start changing and then you have one character that goes, Really? Are we doing this again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they You just, can just feel the songs yeah. coming. Yeah. But again, the songs are really the, and the so- the music was fantastic. Yeah. It, it was the really songs well were all fun. It was like it's like like I said, like it's like ironically a musical. Mm-hmm. Like they, I'm I sure do. like Ryan Randall. I'm sure when they were like conceiving this movie, they're like, if we did made a musical, it would just be like hilarious just to do mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. Ryan Reynolds is probably like, oh yeah. And the best song in the whole show is "Good Afternoon." Good afternoon. I liked them all. There was never one that I didn't like. No, they were all really good. But mm-hmm. that "Good Afternoon" number is the one that sticks out in oh, my yeah. mind. Yeah. I mean, it just. Like, if somebody says, hey, do you like this movie? I was like, oh, my God, you got to see this number. This it is so good. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're we're all agree. Top tier for Spirited. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say out of all the movies that we watched this year mm-hmm. for this favorite. podcast, that was my favorite. Absolute favorite. Yeah. Next year, Merry Movie Mayhem, Spirited's got to get on the uh, board. Uh, I would, we can't. We, can't, oh, we would love to, be, but it's Apple, and Apple, you we can't. can't. Just, we have a really hard time getting No streaming rights. rights for Apple, for Spirited. Well, you know, only if it ended up winning would it be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
if it ended up winning though, which well, I know we can't put a movie that we can't show, right? And that's that's it. I'm just saying though. I think people. If everyone, I don't know who's seen it though. I think if we were, we should see who actually like produced the movie and look into it a little. bit. It's about distributing. Who's ever ever distributed? It's not. It's It's Apple distributing because they don't care. Yeah, because I mean, I would love. I the the reason that I was able to show Coda here at the library. Was because that's owned by Apple too. Was simply because it was a partnership with Northern Michigan University, and because it was for an educational purpose, yeah. I could show it. Um, so if I could partner with NMU <laughs> and say, "Let's do," maybe I can talk to your husband. Maybe and say, you know, if he could send some of his theater students, saying we're going to do a special showing of Spirited, and you have to watch this, and like as a as a theater piece, maybe we can show it then. Mm. Anyways, I just anyway. I want more people to watch. No, the it's movie. so good. Highly recommend. It's All so right. so good. All right. Well, um, there you go, faithful listeners. That's uh, the word from Amanda Pierce from the Teen Zone, Ben Sargent from Tech Services, and myself on movies that might have you saying, "God bless us, everyone," or "Bah, bah humbug. humbug." And anyway. Tiny Tim, who did not, not die. die. <laughs> and what, what did what did Will Ferrell can never remember? He can't the remember name, Tiny Tim's name. He was like. He comes up with like a few names. Yeah, he's like, like Teensy Thomas. <laughs> I can't, can't remember. And Ryan's just so like, funny. it's Tiny Tim. Tiny it's Tim. Tiny Tim. You and killed Tiny Tim. At one point, he's like, you killed Tiny Tim. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, he, uh, Will Ferrell finally goes, it was Tiny Tim. And Will Ferrell goes, and uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds goes, yeah, it was Tiny Tim. Anyway, but um, we can't let you leave Nerds Are Us just yet. Um, We have one more thing to do. We have to talk about books that have been keeping us up at night and distracting us during the day. It's a little thing on the podcast we call Off the Shelf. So, guys, um, have you been reading anything recently? I have. Oh, okay, good. I'm so proud of myself. I gotta look it up now. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, it is um, called Brooms. Okay. It's a graphic novel. Um, we just got it in the teen zone. It is by Jasmine Walls. It is about um, indigenous people in the 1930s who have magical powers, but are not allowed to have them because, surprise, surprise, mm. they're different. Mm. And to make, they need to pay off the the largely white Americans. Mm-hmm. But to do so, they have to illegally broom race. Oh. And so there's these two girls who um, want to broom race and learn magic. So they're learning, like, in barns and in the woods, and, like, they're racing brooms in the woods to earn money to pay off the people. But the one girl who's, uh, I think it's, like, an aunt, she has cuffs. Mm. The white people cuffed her so she couldn't longer use her mm. magic. Um, it's a wonderful story. It's got representation across the board. Um, LGBTQ, BICOP, um, ALS, because mm. there's a girl who's deaf in the book. Wow. Uh, it's just, it was an amazing book. Cat has it. Cat got to check it out. I read it. Andrea Marsh was reading it because it's just so, it's hands down, amazing book. And what was the name of the author again? Uh, Jasmine, was it, did you say Walls? Jasmine Walls? Yes, Jasmine Walls called Brooms. It's All a really right. cool cover. All right. I'm waiting for, I put Watership down um, to be ordered for a teen book, too, because there's a new graphic. Is oh, there wow. a new graphic novel of that? Watership down. I love that book. Yeah, I do, too. And so I'm like, I mean, it can be violent. Mm-hmm. We'll see how violent they are. Uh, well, yeah. the book gets really, oh, there's like oh, yeah. fascist rabbits. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. so, yeah, so that was my pick was Brooms. Okay, I got brooms. to read that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. All right. Ben, do you have a book? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm rereading a book. Okay. Back up. Mm-hmm. 
there a new book just came out in a series I've been reading for quite a while, Murderbot series. New book came out. Cat's already read it. It's called the Murderbot Diaries. That's the name of the series. The okay. author is Martha Wells. Um, that book, the new one, System Collapse, just came out a few weeks ago, and I was going to read it, but then I remembered I didn't quite remember what happened in the previous book. The so I'm reading Network Effect, which is the book before that takes okay. place before this, because that book came out in May 2020. So. It's like it didn't really happen. Mm -hmm. You know, this was like in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I'm rereading Network Effect so then I can finally read System Collapse and then Cat will be happy. Okay. That's what we want to keep Cat happy. (laughs) We (laughs) have to keep... Cat's going to be on in a a few weeks to talk about um, a a book that she really... uh, Or series. It might be the same series that you're talking about. Is it Murderbot? I I can't remember the name of the series. Well, if she does, she needs to give me credit because I turned her on to Murderbot. Okay, well, I I will mention that to her. Um, so my book is an older book, but I just decided to adopt it. I'm teaching a good books class for Northern mm, next semester, yeah. and um, it's all about mental health and mental illness, and I'm going to be teaching the graphic novel, um, My Life with Dahmer. Oh, oh! That's a good one. Yeah, by Dirk, Dirk, <laughs> like, Dirk, Dirk something Durf. I, uh, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've read this. I've read that. Yeah. We have it here. It's, yeah, we yeah. own it. It's such a good book. It is very and, good. And um, really, I mean, in some ways, really humanizes, if you can, Jeffrey Dahmer, which yeah. is really rough... strange. I mean, he did have a very rough childhood, real, really rough adolescence and everything like that. And it it basically shows you the side. It's a true story about this guy, the artist, uh, who who illustrated and wrote the book. Um, his his uh, um, high school years uh, as a friends with Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, my my friend Dahmer. That's what yeah, it's my called. Friend it's called Dahmer. my friend. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's my book. I, it's oh, a nice. great great it's book. It's a good book. Not a Christmas read, but still no. a really good book. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a little Christmas feels, do not pick up my friend Dahmer. No, it's not going to give you the Christmas feels Mm-mm. unless you're a certain way. So anyway, um, there you have it. Some recommendations from Amanda, Ben, uh, and myself of books that you should pick up. Off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this Christmas roundtable of Library Nerds with Words. Um, I want to thank Amanda Pierce from the Teen Zone and Ben Sargent from Tech Services for joining me today. Never fear, fellow Library Nerds, Ben and Amanda will be back in 2024 for the fourth season of Library Nerds with Words. Um, And we're going to be talking more movies, more cheeses. I don't think we've picked a theme for our next one yet. No, but I have an idea for it. Oh. So after we're done recording. Okay. And and guys, we got to do this because I think it'll be... I think it'll... We get my Ted Lasso one in 2024. Okay, We'll do that, but we'll do that in like the summer or something. Okay. That's up to Marty, but I've got a great idea. So this is like a teaser, hopefully. All right. The next time you hear us. The next time is going to be this great idea. We're going to talk about it after we stop recording. Um, but um, next week, I'm going to be sitting down for a conversation with Lynette Suko, um, Assistant Adult Services Department Head. So until that time, everybody, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, 
pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.